Welcome to episode 391 of Around Comics. I'm Brian Salazar. With me, as always, is Christopher Niesman and Thomas Caters. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Both? Hi. Your your head is so big in the box. I know. I don't know what's going on here. I'm not sure what happened to my camera. Was it camera? Did it get the zoom? <laughs> Something happened. Something right? happened? Hi. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's the up-close episode of Around Comics. Everyone. I got to be back here. So Hi. Tighter cameras. Something's going on. I got the 391 tight... episodes. You'd figure that we could plan an episode. No, forget it. Not a not a chance. Not not happening. Seat I, I read comic books. I got it. Oh God, Tom read comics, and we really yeah. Did. We Tom's Tom's gonna carry us because uh, between new jobs and baseball and and yeah. ice installations and life, um, yeah, it's uh it's going to be an all listener episode. All yeah, we if that's they, right. if, if they call, they might not. They might and then we're just like uh I'll talk I, about Fantastic Four life story the whole time. If you know, I was going to read that too and I did not um hmm. read it, but uh if you do want to call in, we do we're trying now to do live call-ins as crazy as that is. Um, you can call in the show uh, at 312-967-6282. So you can call in live right now. If you're no. And you'd like to call in because we don't have anything to talk about whatsoever. So, Oh, I have thoughts. Oh, you have mm. thoughts? I have thoughts on the, on the DH and how <laughs> no. I think it is is the listen i literally just got home 20 minutes ago from the white Sox getting blown out of the playoffs 10 to 1 yeah that was uh, ugly it was not pretty it was fun it was a really fun game for three innings it was mm -hmm. really fun. and then it got out of hand then it got silly then it, it was not fun it got depressing by the end and uh yeah, yeah but it was oh tom I, I just i just saw it's mm -hmm. a it's a, it's mm -hmm. a final final uh yeah I'm, wa I'm watching it de defeated the milwaukee braves or the milwaukee brewers five to four and uh, will advance to play a team that no one cares about that's it we're hey. done baseball is done baseball's built to break your heart you know yeah i felt okay going away from it i even on my way home on my walk back to my car i consoled another white Sox fan who was feeling a little down in the dumps. And I'm like, don't worry, man. They're a good young team. This is part of the process. They're just not good enough yet. They got beat by a better team. Yeah. That's all it is. They're, you know, it's not like they lost because they, you know, did something stupid or they were out coached. It was just they were a better team. Yeah. You know, so 
this is part of the process. The experience is it's like uh, you know, Freddie Freeman hit a home run off Hater. Hater's the guy you'd want to pitch to him. That happens. What, what are you lost. gonna do? You gonna, you gonna do you lost. That's that's horrible. Can't blame the manager. <laughs> that's what happens. Can't happen sometimes. Can't blame the manager. So what do you do? That's, you sign Freddie Freeman. That's what you do. <laughs> you go get him. you need a first baseman, Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Baseball, yeah. comics, jazz, yeah, I have, I have America. I can't. pie baking, pie baking. Let's talk pie baking. Baseball, jazz, and the American comic. Baseball, book. jazz. Um, uh, I do have something kind of um, uh, comic related, uh, TV related. Uh, you guys know that I love the the YouTube show Hot Ones, right? The the yes, spicy hot the spicy hot wing interview show. I I it is a guilty pleasure. I love that show. Uh, this last week, uh, John Bernthal, um, who most Baron comic book fans Baron Bernthal, Bernthal, uh, who most, most comic book fans know as uh, the the Punisher, uh, mm-hmm. among many other great roles. Uh, really, he was in the Walking really, Dead. Walking Shane from The Walking Dead, which he talks about a little bit. Uh, he was in Sal. The Tick. Was he in The Tick? Yeah, he pretty much played the Punisher in The Tick. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I liked him as Lee Iacocca in Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, he was Lee Iacocca. He was very good at. Oh, and you know, once you think about it, it's like, yeah, he really is a good actor. Great Hot Ones episode, and the entire time I'm thinking about you, how much Sal would like this interview. So you should check it out. It's a great, it's a great interview, and he is a very interesting dude. I, I've been told I sort of look like John Barenthal's older uncle. You, uh, you know, I kind of compare. I was, yeah. I went, in, I went into my optometrist a couple of years ago, and I was wearing a Punisher T-shirt. And a sort of oh wait black army style jacket, and the girl's like, "Wow, <laughs> you look like John Barenthal, and you're you're going to come in here and murder everyone." I, I, I said it was John Barenthal as the guy in the tick. It's just a guy who looks like John Barenthal. Oh, once, I, oh. once I said that out loud, I was like, "I don't think that's true." I went no. with um, I Tom. Packed- you got to be like me. You just got to roll with it. No, I. But I no. was like, I said yeah. that, and I'm like. Is it, or was it just a guy who looked like him? And I thought this guy looks like John Barenthal. I looked it up. It's a guy who looks like John Barenthal. I uh, I went with it. correcting. I, I didn't know that for sure. I'm like, I don't remember John Barenthal, but you know the way I pay attention at t- on television shows, he could have absolutely been in that show, and I didn't realize it. So I went with you. I thought you were right, but that's okay. It wasn't John Barenthal. Yeah, yeah. my cur- self correcting. A guy yeah. that looks like John. It's kind of funny they got a guy that looks like John Barenthal to play the Punisher. Mm-hmm. That's that's humorous. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, check it out. You will dig it. I uh, um, I did interview. He just did an interview. I don't know if it was that in that episode, but he just. I saw someone sent me a clip from an interview that he did where he talked very much about masculinity and sort yes. of. Yep, that's it. That, yeah, and, and yeah, and yeah, it's really good. He's a really interesting dude, and and I think um, I think a lot of people kind of look at him as a macho kind of guy. And that interview, amazingly well adjusted. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a yeah. very um, very cool dude, and yep. uh, yeah. So I will I will watch that eventually. I did I did my own hot wings episode with me and my son. We didn't record it. But we did. <laughs> 
I would see I would I would watch that. You you and you and Jack asking each other questions over 10 progressively hotter hot ones. Ah, well, we I only had about that. five. We had about five progressively hot hot sauces that we ate on wings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's much better at it than I am. He likes hot stuff more than I do, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. he can, hot, hot stuff. He wants me to get him like a, a Carolina Reaper pepper. Mm. He wants to try eating one. And I'm like, I, I had a sliver of yeah. one one. And that was more than enough that I yeah. ever want to try. I can't imagine trying like a whole Carolina. It would be awful. Yeah. Mess you up bad, yeah. man. Yeah. Did you get to the bomb beyond insanity? It was none of the, those hot wings. <laughs> like, hot wings. Yeah. I've I've almost ordered their hot sauces multiple times. Every time mm -hmm. I watch one of their episodes, I almost go on the website and order it, but I don't end up ordering because i'm like what am i gonna eat all these hot sauces like yeah it'll take me a year to go through more than like three i'll have 10 hot sauces in my refrigerator for three years just sitting there getting crusty yeah you, know? you need to have like a a dedicated i have a friend who collects hot sauces and he has a little shelf of hot sauces very nice that he um he, he's accumulated but yeah, I mean that's a long time. Like, how many, what are you gonna do? You know? Like, yeah, they're 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 shelf stable. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually finished a bottle of hot sauce in my life. I'm really? fifty years. I don't what's think I've ever gone through a hot sauce. What's your go-to hot sauce? Like your everyday hot sauce that you would have in your house? My um, everyday one is probably just like a Louisiana hot sauce, like a stand. Mm -hmm. like, I love mm -hmm. like a Louisiana hot sauce. My son's is. Tabasco. He, mm. he uses Tabasco, and he's gone through multiple bottles of Tabasco because yeah. he just puts it on everything. But then I'm a Frank's Red Hot man. That's Frank's my Red Hot, is excellent. Yeah, that's good stuff yeah. too. That's my go-to. And occasionally I'll mix it up, and I'll get like the the crystal like hot sauce. <laughs> like the like mm -hmm. if I'm feeling you know like I, I need a little change of pace. Oh, you really good garlic one. Do you Cholula chili uh, garlic? Fantastic. Cholula, Cholula. Do I refrigerate them? You refrigerate your hot sauce? No, I don't. You no. don't. Okay. No. My wife no, no, no. uses to allow me not to. I don't believe in refrigerating hot sauce either. But you don't need shelf stable. Yeah. Fucking yeah. vinegar. Yeah. It's fine. That's... We I can go through mine fa not fairly quick, but like, you know, I use it often in things. Yeah. You know? So like, so I get. I see that we we do have we do have um, some uh, uh, viewers chiming in on the comments section. So Sean and Joe, um, we have nothing to talk about this week. So uh, feel free to call in at one three one two nine six seven six two eight two. Yeah, I I read Fantastic Four Life Story. Tell us about. Good. Tell I us. read the first four issues. I mean, I think is Life Story a thing they're doing with a bunch of characters, right? Spider-Man. I, I think I saw a thing with it. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Russell is writing it, which is, is the reason why I wanted to read it. Because I was I just like sort of it. like, oh, what's he? Yeah, I like his mm -hmm. stuff. So I was sort of intrigued. I was like, oh, I'll pick some of that up. You know, like, I'm always intrigued by the Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, and the conceit is sort of like, it sort of laid out like a chronological story, right? So it's like the first issue... It's the 60s, the second issue is the 70s, the third oh. issue is the 80s, the fourth. Issue. But it's like the Fantastic Four through that 
actual passage of time. Like if they really started in the sixties, like what happens to them as history moves forward? Yeah. Like getting they, age. Yeah. Like they get old, some of them die, like, you know, so it, at first, well, I'm not going to tell you which one of them dies, but, um, <laughs> it's thing thing dies. all die. No, but it, you know, it was interesting was when I, I read the first issue, it's kind of like, eh. it was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's the sixties and there's John F. Kennedy. And like, I, you know, so I read the first one. And I was kind of like, meh, okay, I get it. I get what this is. I'm not that terribly interested. But I think as it goes along, it gets more interesting because it kind of like, I don't know, like the way he treats, you know, the way the creative team treats the Fantastic Four. It's interesting to see them, like, what would be like the history of a superhero if one person was in charge of what they were. You know, of like, you know, because in reality, you know, hundreds of people have touched the Fantastic Four and thousands will. And like, you know, the, it, there is no definitive history, like with any of these characters. It's just like right. a fucking weirdo mix of whatever shit people are coming up with. Right. So there's no like you there's continuity in the sense of like, I guess they went into space at one point. Right. But like there's no logical. Sure. like actual like history of it so it's it's intriguing from the sense of someone being like okay like what's our vision for what happens to the fantastic four if they you know like live through all this time right and it's really based around the idea that you know reed is obsessed with galactus like he has a vision of galactus when he goes into space and it sort of dominates his whole life his whole life is about like preparing earth to deal with galactus and like his, you know, obsession, his obsession with it, right? Mm -hmm. And the strain it puts on his marriage and the way it affects the other members of the Fantastic Four. And because it's like, it's a continuous vision, it's interesting to see sort of like, oh, you know, the thing, you know, would probably really legitimately kind of hate Reed Richards for a long time, right? And this book has the freedom mm -hmm. to be like, the thing left for five years. And just didn't talk to any like he didn't want to do anything with them like he wasn't interested in you like, turned me into a rock yeah like wasn't interested in hanging out with them right and they become famous because they're the first americans in space so they kind of get lumped together as the fantastic four but it's not like a thing where like um you know or they're a team at first it's just sort of like they happen to be gather together reed richards does something incredibly stupid taking the spaceship into space and now all of a sudden all four of them are now like the fantastic four these incredibly famous americans who you know like occasionally get together and work together to like hmm. defeat bad guys and sometimes they don't get along you know which is true to the fantastic four but you sure. know in the context of a comic book you know they're friends again by the end right like you're always resetting it but it's if someone's like well what if really that tension that makes the fantastic four interesting of like the thing doesn't necessarily you know like yeah you'd be angry at reed richards like play that out of, i mean you'd be yeah. a miserable angry bitter person more than likely i mean yeah yeah, yeah so person. you know and, and you know 
they do such a really interesting job as the story goes along of kind of like weaving in Dr. Doom and the Mad Thinker and the Silver Surfer and all these things that you're used to, but sort of in a way that at least I found intriguing, you know, as far as like it kept my interest as it went along. And I was sort of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. And that really is how they started. Yeah. It's how they started. And then, you know, for us growing up, you know, thing especially turned into this, you know, the, the Yancey street wisecracking, you know, like everybody, yeah. Everybody's buddy in, you know, what's what Marvel two and one. They, you know, had his, you know, own, own team up book. And he, you know, he and Spider-Man were everyone's buddy in the, in the Marvel universe. And yeah. it changed so, that. Yeah. yeah that I mean, there's time. sometimes, there's sometimes where it's like a little hokey, like there's moments where it's like invisible women's involved with women's rights, you know, like there's <laughs> moments maybe where it's like, okay. But then there's like, there's some really intriguing things like the whole idea of like, Reed's obsession with finding out about Galactus is actually how Galactus finds out about Earth, right? And like Reed's like need to like know this is actually a thing that tips him off, and it takes decades for Galactus to get to Earth, right? So humanity knows that in 20 years Galactus is arriving, you know, and like this idea that everyone's just kind of sitting there and people are kind of like, well, yeah, we're all gonna die. Like, like it, it's, it's really, yeah, it's like inevitable. Galactus is gonna destroy us, and like, it's it. So, what started off as kind of like, uh, I was like, meh, okay. I actually kind of got really intrigued by the time I got to the end of the fourth issue. It makes for the next one. It makes me think I really want to see like someone, maybe like Jeff Lemire, do a Fantastic Four analog where it's like a, a Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk <laughs> led billionaire family goes into space and, and mm-hmm. turns these super powered weirdos that are also just fucking billionaire weirdos. Horrible fucking people. Did you see, did you see, not to not sidetrack things, but did you, I saw a tweet. It, Bezos tweeted something about like, um, you know, it was sort of like the self-congratulatory thing about how, you know, everyone thought Amazon was going to fail and now they're the, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, blah, 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 blah. And then Elon Musk tweeted at him a silver medal emoji. Yeah. Like saying, I, I'm, I, it, it, it thrills me when someone who could literally end world hunger spends his time rubbing another person who could in world hunger, right. rubbing their face in their dick. It's what like, thank, thank, thank you, humanity, you fucking dick. We're living in a very... I mean, I was going to say the true difference is that Reed Richards is actually a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least that. in the context of yeah. the of the comic. Well, I mean, it's also interesting because they kind of weave in other characters like Tony Stark, you know, like where does Tony Stark fit in this? Where do the other heroes fit into this world and like uh yeah so it's done in a really interesting way and like there's you know like when reed richards meets carl sagan and carl sagan kind of like puts reed in his place 
is read like Carl Sagan's like, oh, this is the pioneer spacecraft we're going to send out to explore. And we have pictures of humans. And Reed is like, well, don't tell anybody we're here. The only reason humans exist is because aliens don't know that we're here yet. And like Carl Sagan gives him a speech about, you know, like your fear, fear isn't the way we're going to survive, which is just like a really weird, but uh, very comics moment of like, <laughs> you know, like Carl, Carl Sagan. Sagan kind of putting Reed in his place about his paranoia. It, that's an interesting concept. The idea of like just Reed being obsessed with Galactic. I like that mm -hmm. take on it though. Yeah. That, that sounds I, interesting. Because yeah. you could certainly see that. Uh, and, you know, that could go really dark and, and bad, you know, I think obsession in any sense, you know, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I like Mark Russell a lot. I think he's a really good writer. Um, that sounds yeah, cool. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sean Burr said it's interesting that the big bads in Planetary were Fantastic Four analogs. It is interesting. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you could do that. You know, you could sort of invert um, any of that stuff, really, if you wanted to. I mean, like anyone that gets some sort of power, you could easily invert it. And what they do with it and how they you know mm -hmm. go treat the rest of humanity with it sort of thing where you could turn them into bad guys as much as as easily as good good guys i guess um it makes me want to go read planetary again i do <laughs> I, I i remember that and i how brilliant it was i mean that's that that is one of those series that you, know, you look at it's like yeah yeah i could read that again yeah planetary is excellent uh, Joe Galuzic says, supposedly an advanced spacefaring group is supposed to be civilized. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting point. I've always, often thought that like, we always like in fiction, it's always either aliens or some sort of like benign, uh, you know, sort of hidden thing like UFOs and, and probing and that kind of stuff where they don't show themselves or they're this you know, monstrous, uh, uh, intergalactic colonization and conquerors, conquerors. They want to conquer mm -hmm. earth, but it's like, look at our own society. And if, if we ever actually developed, we would be the assholes. No, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> no, we'll never, doubt my mind. no, we'll never do it because in order for us to actually put the time and resources into developing mm -hmm. like faster than light, you know, ships or something, or, or the, the, we would have to be intelligent enough to think that that matters. You know what I mean? Like we would actually have to give a shit and, and care about science <laughs> and yeah. exploration. And so any, you know, for me, like any sort of uh, society that's actually going to do that would have to be advanced and not like conquering work, you know, unless like their planet for some reason was, dying i suppose but um yeah i don't know i have a different view on. i have a more surprisingly optimistic view on if we ever see extra i'm gonna say extraterrestrials because demi lovato says we shouldn't use the term alien to describe aliens any longer because it's derogatory towards aliens <laughs> okay demi lovato is my queen so i want yeah. i want to make sure i don't upset fake <laughs> fucking creatures yeah bunch of aliens bunch of aliens
bunch of aliens. That was the big thing I read. I'm reading some horror comics. Yeah. Nice. I've been digging out. It's Halloween, baby. Spooky time. Ooh. Ooh, my, I'm going to do a Tom, you know, the last Tom versus I did was a, the, a Halloween issue of Freedom Fighters. And since the next one is Christmas, Christmas, I might, I'm going to do a few, I might do like a hundred page uh, House of Mystery or something. Nice. Just, it feels weird to do like a Christmas episode. Christmas in one before Halloween, before, before, once we get into November. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell that to all the fucking stores that are rolling out their fucking Christmas decorations this week. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to do a little, uh, I'm going to do some Halloween. I got a couple uh, hundred page house of mysteries I might dig out. And it's always funny to see the creators in there throwing together like a five page story. You know, it's always like, huh. Some you know, like, yeah, yeah a spooky story. David Michelini, like, yeah. doing some five page, like, weird <laughs> story with Frank Robbins on, you know, like, just like these weird ass, like, nice. combos of like dudes who were around forever by that point and dudes who have done nothing by that point, you know, and like, you know, like huh, weird combo, I, you know. I don't know who wrote it, but I've got an awesome page, um, from uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. It's a weird war. Uh, tales mm-hmm. page. It's a, it's like a four page story. I need to. I I always wanted to buy the next three pages so I have the the full yeah. story. Yeah, but it's about a, a World War Two uh, paratrooper that uh, lands in some like Eastern Bloc country, and uh, it, it it turns into like a World War Two vampire story. You know, of, he he just happens to land into a village that's been overrun by vampires. That's what happens, man. Yeah, they were all over yeah. the place. Yeah, Europe. Yeah. There's you vampires know, maybe, in Europe. Yeah, just they keep getting sexier, man. There's <laughs> vampires, sparkly or sparkly. Yeah. Do you guys have any favorite horror comics off the top of your head at all? Do you have anything you kind of go back to, or 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 you know something you you remember fondly as? Uh... Uh, yeah, it's hard to like pull that kind of stuff. I tend to go oh, back yeah. to Swamp Thing if someone, you know, twists my yeah. arm. I, you know, Alan Moore Swamp Thing got really fucking creepy. Um, Lock and Key, I think you would probably throw that into the horror genre. Sure. Um, as far as like a modern a modern take on on horror, I really liked it. Um, I still really like the Long Halloween, the Batman Long Halloween. Mm. Yeah, that's that a good one. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Oh shit! I'm pull that out. Mainstream. I got it over here somewhere. Yeah, that is. I I love Tim Sale and you know his work. Uh, but yeah, that one's that one's a fun one. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, I you know I I always it's funny like I've always felt like a there's there's a part of me that should really enjoy like old creepy magazines. And that kind of stuff, but then I like I'll inevitably pick one up somewhere along the way, like at a garage sale, I'll find one or mm-hmm. something like that. And then I go and read it. And it's like, eh, this isn't that good. It's really you know, it's pretty to look at. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. it's pretty to look at, but eh, not really. Like mm-hmm. horrors, maybe kind of tough to to translate or try and be effective with in comics. 
you know i, I don't know <clears throat> to me it's a lot yeah. difficult it's also like i don't know i always like you know like i said i like pulling out those old horror comics because you'll get weird combos of like mm -hmm. artists and like a lot of times though for me those are like purely about the art because sometimes you just get these crazy ass like art you know where it's like oh my god you know sort of like unshackled from superhero world you know right where mm -hmm. it's like this is the brand guidelines for what superman looks like this is the brand guidelines for like how spider-man looks right and you kind of unshackle people from that and it's like the rules are kind of out the window a little bit yeah you know? and it's like you can make you know you got to make this uh fucking werewolf wearing a scarf uh <laughs> look fucking creepy you know and it's always like mm -hmm. there's something about that to me that i'm always always love when i you know get around to like my long box with wherever i got my house of mystery comics in there <laughs> you know it's always like yeah. Joe Galusic mentioned uh, uh, Mike and uh, Tim uh, uh, Norton and Seeley's revival. I think was a, yeah. a really yeah. good, you know, modern horror comic. Uh, Colin Bunn nails oh, yeah. horror. You know, any you know, he's he's kind of my go-to horror guy out of out of you know, modern writers. Uh, something I need. I I just thought of. I want to go back and read. I haven't read it in a long time, but it's terrific, and I would consider it in the horror realm is Black Hole. Mm. I know yeah. you love that, Chris. I know Tom. You, you read it every year. That's a great. I, my God, I've, I've given that away probably eight or ten times to people. Yeah, okay. I think I see my copy from over here. Yeah, that's a great book. That's definitely they, uh, one. I uh, they did uh, come out with a, an artist edition of that. Um, mm. If you want to see the the big oversized, um, you know, artist edition, even though I think I've, I've been hemming and hawing, I want to see one in person before I buy it, just because you know Charles Burns, his line is so clean. It's like his work is so clean. I don't know how much I'm going to pick up looking <laughs> at an artist edition, right? You know, because it's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty. You could like scan in the pages from the regular comic, and they're so <laughs> sharp. Yeah, exactly. Like you could, yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. Did you guys ever read um, Crossed? From, That's a uh, fucked up book. That is a fucked, fucked up, up book. Fucked <laughs> up book. It is a very is that Ellis. It's Ennis Garth Ennis. Oh, it's uh, Ennis. Okay, yeah, Garth Ennis. Uh, Jason, Jason Burroughs. Yes. He did Jason Burroughs did some really good Alan Moore. Um, when what was that? What was that publisher? They were out of like downstate Illinois or like mid-state uh, Illinois. Avatar, Avatar yes. Press. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I crossed as messed up. It's like I, I always go back to that one. You know, we've talked about post-apocalyptic post comics a lot, mm -hmm. and that's one where it's like. Not because the, there's a supernatural element to it, but I always feel like Crossed is a great example of what it would really be like in an, in the sense mm -hmm. of the people that are going to survive an apocalypse are going to be the most horrific human beings yeah. on the planet. Like, they're not going to be the nice people. Nice people are all going to die. 
That's what I keep telling you, man. Watch Black Summer. (laughs) That's on Netflix. That is like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, that's what it is. Because the only way you're going to be able to survive is if you are a horrible person. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise you're, you're chattel. And and that's like cross. It's like zombies, but they're 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 not just zombies. They're also sort of their instincts are the push to sort of the most horrific levels of humanity. Yeah, like that's part of their disease. And to me, that's just like yeah, that's what people will become. Like that's the you know they they won't be zombies, but they're going to be the the most you know evil horrific you know, part of humanity that, and that's, it's, it's like, yeah, do you want to survive in that? Is that what you want no. to try and survive? <laughs> no, not really. No. Um, someone brought up a, a great one. Uh, who is uh, Joe? Uh, was it Joe? Uh, uh, 30 days a night. Great. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Great. For yeah, absolutely. That's a good Just, stuff. Yeah. I even like the movie. There's been a couple of series of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a there's been a hand handful of thirty days of nights I think, yeah um, yeah they spawned the comics they spawned off some so there was a they tried to build like a whole mythos of you know the yeah. the vampire history and the vampire hunters and that kind of stuff but uh, yeah really I mean that goes back that's early two thousands sounds about right sounds sounds correct I don't know. yeah I mean. That was a, I mean, like Steve Niles was was kind of the horror guy there for a while in comics. You know, he yeah. did several series, but he was kind of known as he kind of you know hammered out that niche as as kind of like the horror comic writer. Which it, has he done anything recently? You know, I feel like he probably has. I just he's not a guy I seek out that much anymore. He he is. Um relatively quiet but he has done some stuff here and there uh over the last few years not a ton that i think i I don't think but he Mm -hmm. has done some stuff he's he's been somewhat active but but not like he once was it's surprising considering like you said he was at one point i would consider him sort of like the comic book horror guy you know what i mean like he was oh he absolutely was And I don't know if he just made enough money where he didn't, you know, need to or want to or whatever it was, but with 30 days a night, but hopefully um, he just bought a big house on a mountain somewhere and is, uh, <laughs> living, you know, living large on that 30 days a night money. Yeah. I don't I honestly don't know why his, his level of, of publishing and stuff has been pretty, pretty sparse over the last few years, but he still is occasionally um doing stuff maybe it's making better money doing something else maybe yeah who knows yeah, you be writing stuff well i've read some of the uh the alan speaking of alan moore you mentioned him earlier the the necronomicon stuff that he's done providence <laughs> and the lovecraft stuff some of that it's okay yeah. like some of it's good i think the original providence run that he did was good but then some of it gets really like uh i don't know just long in the two like just sort of overwritten kind of that's not that that is that's the true call of cthulhu yeah (laughs) 
That's what drives me over. over right <laughs> thing. crazy. It's anybody that writes the stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh my God, Jesus it, Christ. Like, it does have it does have this effect on writers of like they want to write more about the history. Yeah. It then the like some actual story, you know what I mean? Like how much there's a lot of Cthulhu stuff out there that has been written because you know Lovecraft sort of uh, he wanted that, you know he 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 was fine with other people writing in that world, and and you know a lot of and it's you know a lot of people have written it since then, but a lot of it is shit. Like a lot of it is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it created its own genre. It did, yeah. He, yeah. There was, this, yeah. there is, there is. But a lot of it is like just overwritten, you know, wordy kind of uh, gothic, Victorian esque, you know, mm. sort of, bleh, you know, just a really kind of drudgy, black kind of yeah. kind of stuff. It's like now. Would you would you consider you know Hellboy and the BPRD horror comics or more like supernatural adventure comics? I would say BPRD is more horror. Than yeah, Hellboy. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot of the like the Plague of Frogs, Plague of Frogs. Yeah, was super horror, and that one went on yeah. for a long time. And yeah, Just, I think there's like a different there's a different tone to the BPRD stuff than the Hellboy stuff. Like the Hellboy stuff, like the way, I guess the way the character is like always deflates the horror element of it mm -hmm. in a way, you know, like yeah. Hellboy himself, like the way he approaches, like everything's kind of he's like, he's kind of Spider-Man. He, yeah, he kind like, of jokes his way through a fight, and it, it can't ever really, yeah. it can't, it never quite feels like horror because he kind of like won't ever like behave like it is. Right, right, right. You know, whereas with the BPRD stuff, there is like that tone of like, oh shit, you know, oh shit, yeah, like yeah. bad stuff is around the corner, and it's like Hellboy. It's more like, yeah, I know there's bad stuff around, oh, you know, like it's dragon. never. You know, yeah, like oh, another the, monster. Yeah, even though they're you know like a lot of those elements, and you could argue that, um, you know, when you're talking about the Lovecraftian stuff, so I think people tend to pull perhaps the wrong influences from Lovecraft in making their fucking writing indecipherable and like needlessly complicated. Instead of doing what Hellboy did, was just like take does that idea the seed of like the the you know like old gods or whatever and throw out all the like laborious yeah fucking tedious Facts. writing and just like, <laughs> like, there's, like there's something about it though that like makes you want to explain or almost like yeah out like oh i have this tentacle monster well where did it come from where did it, it why like, did oh god <laughs> In 1865, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but even okay. like Hellboy, the interesting thing with like Hellboy is he was able to, you know, really weave that stuff through the book, but it never felt. <laughs> it was not tedious. Yeah, it was well, not a tedious like, yeah. oh fuck, like, right. we we're about to like. Even Alan Moore, great writer, falls into the trap whenever like anything Lovecraftian comes up with like, oh yeah. fuck, you know, like. 
great. Now we're gonna be lit. Like there was a sandstorm, and it's like, it's like, oh my god, please no. Ancient get fucking monster. <laughs> Just get to the monster. Nobody cares. Punch that thing. This. You're make driving me mad. This is the true. <laughs> That's the true Cthulhu call. Yeah, it's like having to no. read this fucking boring ass story. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like yeah. that bitch up. It is. It is true though. There's a lot of that. Like, well, there's a game. So there's a. Uh, board game that's out there like uh mansion of madness i don't know mm. if you've yeah. ever heard of it. it's awesome i haven't it's played great. it but uh, it's book the day book the day yeah then that's the thing it's like oh, yeah. jesus christ it yeah. takes an hour to set it up like an hour to oh, yeah. set the game you're, you're up. like you're it's like three Lovecraftian hours in experience just yeah. like i give up I give up. I don't have time for this. <laughs> it just wears yeah. you down. Yeah, like, by, life, by like hour four, you start to get into it. God damn. Yeah. Like yeah. just fine. get to the point. Come on. Pick up the pace. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Yeah. And they have expansions. <laughs> That's the true crime of Lovecraft. I, you know, they, they everybody wants to complain about his sort of, you know, racism and yeah. no, he's boring. It's he's boring. <laughs> A boring writer. <laughs> Holy shit! Like you, you're Can't all taking that. the wrong influence. Just, don't write like him. <laughs> just take the creepy shit. Take and, the creepy shit and just shave they, away all like the. Oh my god, this is long. I feel the same way of Hobbit stuff. Anything that is oh Tolkien, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, oh god, another song. <laughs> oh, another song. I don't oh. need to know this history. You're not a, you're not a you're fucking ant. You know, you're not a, no, you're not a no Tom one, Bombadil fan. <laughs> no one has ever actually read The Similarian. They say they have, but they really No, haven't. Stephen Colbert has. He's been pleased <laughs> on it. He's the only human being who's actually read it, I think. I tried to read Impossible. it once, and I was like, this Impossible. is both a combination of being one of the most boring history books i've ever read <laughs> combined with it's just fucking made up so it's like not even it's nonsense. not even like the nugget of like well you know i can learn something it's it's like well you can learn very boring and not real so here is like, a completely fictional universe that i'm gonna bore you to <laughs> death, you to death with. the minutia of yeah. shit that happened a thousand years ago just, i'm like trying to read this book you know, I took like a I took a college class on Tolkien, and I was trying to read part of it, and I was just like, "What the fuck is?" I'm like, I'm like cross referencing shit because I don't understand what's happening, and I'm like, "This seems like I gotta take not <laughs> not like enter. This doesn't seem like entertainment anymore." Now I've entered into this like weird space where I'm just like, "Oh my god, what is he? Which elf is he talking?" You know, like. I'm, Notes and shifts. Like, oh my god, what is happening? If you gotta, if you gotta fill out a fucking like, file, like, uh, like index cards. If you gotta have a, a bunch of index cards to take notes, <laughs> of the fucking book you're reading, and there's a problem. I mean, you have, that book's a boring. Cr cr a crime wall with the yarn, you know. At least when like you're reading Lord of the Rings or something, and like 
some weird ass shit like Tom Bombadil, like uh, some giant who like sings songs come in. And it's at least fucking weird. Yeah. As opposed to like a boring ass, like fake history of a fake, you know, like. Yeah. I want more yeah, ants. At some level, you can be like, we're in this dude's fucking weird ass dream that he's <laughs> like, whatever fever dream the war, great war caused this guy to have. We're in the middle of it right now. I think. You know, I remember like watching a documentary or something or, or reading something about Tolkien. And I, you know, I read The Hobbit, I read all the Lord of the Rings books, and I attempted to read this the Similarian. Similarian. But there was I'm like watching a documentary or something about him, and they start talking, they go into depth and detail about his love of creating languages. Mm-hmm. And that was when it was just like, all right, I'm fucking out. <laughs> like this guy Tapping this out. Tapping nerd. Out. I don't have to, I'm not going to sit and listen to this guy talking about nerd. If, nerd. If, if he were alive in the in in like the, you know, 60s, he's the guy that would have learned Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> he would have created. He's the guy that created yeah. Klingon. He's the fucking yeah, I read those books in college. Well, uh, oftentimes when uh I well, I had a lot more free time, so I read all those books. I enjoyed them, but yeah, the 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 uh, the auxiliary materials. <laughs> I, was, I was this is too far for me. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it really is. Too Nobody much. needs that much. It's, I wasn't curious. I didn't know. You know, like Nobody there's going to be that Amazon. Like nerds. It's gonna be that Amazon Lord of the Rings show or whatever it's based oh, on, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I those uh, the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings movies are oftentimes on TV, or I see them and I, I start watching them, and I'm like, "What? Which one is this?" <laughs> they're all. I'm just like because it's they're all so long now. It's like they were already long. They were already really long it movies. Ended. It's a three-hour movie. We're going to extend it to four and a half hour. Yeah. There's oh. already like 20 minutes of people hugging at the end of the movie. Like how much more do you... Like, there's you have seven <laughs> endings. You There's seven <laughs> endings to that movie. How many there's extended movies? singing parts. And they're like, ah, there's stuff we cut. There's stuff we cut that I need to get in there, or even like The Hobbit, which is like a a a, a book I read as a kid. It's like, oh, that's yeah. good. That they stretch, they stretch three movies, three movies, three movies. All right, three. Oh movies. my god. All right, enough All right, hating on Tolkien. Listen, guys, Tolkien, Lovecraft, you're on my watch list for for being. What other terrible, more boring. Boring writing. Boring. Uh, well, I, I, mean, lo- I don't blame Tolkien for the movies being too long. I mean, whatever. That's no, no. Fucking, yeah. But it is. It is just this weird thing of like. Well, I even like I was I was trying to catch up on the What If show this week. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't. And even I was so uh, we can actually talk about something on ACTV this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but. But I was I was listening to an interview by the actor who voices the Watcher, and he was talking about oh, like Je- Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright. So I, yeah, I, if I yeah. knew his name, the guy I'd from say. Westworld. Yeah, yeah, um, one of those guys from Westworld. Uh, but he was talking. He, he like in the he's like, oh, these are you know just these very well loved 
characters and stories and and the you know the wonderful thing is like you can ask questions and and answer questions you know about all these characters and i'm and i've as i've watched what if i'm like yeah but there are a bunch of questions no one fucking wants answers to and (laughs) i don't care about your fucking answers to i never asked these questions to begin with these are not questions i give a shit about like what if thor came to earth and partied what if Thor? <laughs> what if Thor was a, a frat boy? That's the question you're asking, you know. And and, and mm-hmm. then it's like I don't. Who fucking wants the answer to that question? And that's the. I mean, the magic of the what if comic is that you can ask the fucking dumbest questions. Yeah. Like, what if Thor stayed a frog? You know, like you could do an issue I about you know, that. like yeah. you know, where it's like, uh, where. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like it doesn't have to be of any like fucking consequence or like any like or it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't have to stick to any concept of like what is an appropriate question to ask about this Marvel universe, you know, or it's like Yeah, it's it's in this weird space now though where it's where it's like people have put this onus on it to be like an answer for society you know what i mean like marvel is important now it's like oh well you know everything that they do is now canon in the what ifs and so it's important like it's it's like it's not not, it's all fucking fake it's all yeah real people so you know sal and i talked about this a few weeks ago on (laughs) on actv that the when what if came out it was a we think cautionary tales you know about you know be careful what you wish for and and we also think that it was probably marvel editorial kind of flipping off fans and saying okay this is what you wanted this is how it turns out what smart guy characters fucking die that's (laughs) that's what happens this is what you want you, you, you're upset Jean Grey died. Well, guess what? This is what happens if she lives. Guess what? She Everyone dies, dies anyway. <laughs> I, what if Jean Grey didn't become the Phoenix? Guess what? She dies. I truly believe it was like Roy Thomas just sort of being like, yeah. after uh, reading letter after letter of yeah, you know, you know, fucking fans writing in stuff, you know, complaining. It's like, okay fine i'm gonna give you these goddamn answers i'm gonna when stacy fucking lived there you go yeah guess what she dies later. she dies anyway guess what she becomes a bad guy and kills peter parker there you go i don't even know if that's what it is but it's it's, it's always like right it's always like, like you it's it's, it's always like yeah. yeah guess what yeah yeah, yeah. your way is wrong partner. your way is worse it's yeah. what it was yeah. um you know but or it was a joke it's like yeah what if what if thor stayed a frog you know what's your you know funny but you know bigger. some somebody out there wanted that like somebody yeah. wrote in a letter at some point to marvel like what why, the can't, fuck? Stay a frog? why can't thor stay a frog for a while i mean come on the the frog community is underrepresented you know, yeah. we need more frogs in comics. <laughs> what if, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think about, like, yeah, I mean, what if Ben, what if uh, Ben Grimm never became the thing? And it's like, mm-hmm. he would get some other horrible, like, <laughs> disease, that would disease. Just, and yeah. 
Wasn't there wasn't there a what if Flash Thompson became Spider Man? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know that was you know I mean so I mean those were always I always liked what if because it was what if and it was just a you know kind of a throwaway but yeah I think with this series it it um, it kind of went into trying to correct perceived slights at some point which is a, a a weird way to think about what if stories, right? What if Howard the Duck joined the Avengers? <laughs> you know, what if like, <laughs> that would be amazing? Uh, what yeah. if Captain America was never thought out? I think <laughs> becoming a bit. Uh, let's see. Here's a here's the the initial series, Volume One, nineteen that's ran from nineteen seventy seven to nineteen eighty four. What if? Uh, what if Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic Four? They'd all That's die. a good one. Uh, what if the Hulk had the brain of Bruce Banner, which <laughs> kill everyone, which ended up happening? <laughs> yeah. What if the Avengers had never been? Everyone would die. Everyone dies. Die. Lord Loki what rules Captain, all. Uh, what if the invaders stayed together after <laughs> World War Two? They'd kill Sal. Them. Sal, yeah. Sal would be happy because all be Sal happy. wants is a fucking Invaders comic. That's Give all me the Invaders. Uh, what if Captain America had not vanished during World War II? He, he, Hitler would kill everyone. Yeah. Uh, what if, lost. What if the Fantastic Four had different superpowers? Mm, lame. Oh. Yeah. What if someone besides Spider-Man had been bitten by the reactive spider? That's the three, Flash Thompson one. Three different stories. Uh, Flash Thompson, Betty Brant, and J. Jonah Jameson. So, oh, his son, oh. Spider-Man. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. John, his son, the astronaut. Yeah, yeah, the dead astronaut. Mm-hmm. My dead astronaut son. What was he? Werewolf, moon werewolf. What was? What does he become? Like space? Oh, John Jameson. Wasn't he space what? wolf or astro wolf? He was like a moon wolf. wolf. He was like an astronaut wolf, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Something werewolf like that. By, werewolf by night. As if there's any other type of werewolf. Man, man. What Wayne, our, our recent <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Masso, our, our uh, in-house research man department, Man Wolf. Man Wolf. All right. Instead of mm-hmm. Wolf Man, he was Man Wolf. Um, what, if, what if the world knew Daredevil was blind? They'd feel sorry for him. Uh, what if the Avengers fought evil in the 1950s? That's kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, what if Jane Foster had found the hammer of Thor? That Which kind of happens. Happened. What if Rick Jones had become the Hulk? Uh, uh, Rick. Uh, Rick Jones. That's a good one. That's a good what if. I remember that one. What if? Where did Rick? Tony, where did Rick Jones go? He's still around. He was in the latest. Okay. He's in the latest run. Immortal. A, Immortal Hulk. Yeah, he's a disfigured monster fused with some other dude. Um, what if Conan the Barbarian walked the earth today? He does in the Savage Avengers. Um, what if Sergeant Fury had fought World War II in outer space? That's a weird one. <laughs> Who wrote that? What? I want to know. Who wrote that one? Let's see. Who wrote uh, that? Is that a I'll Don look, Glute one? Uh, let me find out. Hold on. I'll look it up. I don't know. It seems like someone is just like, what if... Nick uh, Sergeant Fury fought World War II in uh, space. Space. Uh, let's see. Appearing in what if Sergeant Fury blah blah. blah. Uh, 
what if volume 14 cover date april 1979 right written by gary friedrich don glute and roy thomas yeah nailed it by herb trimpy uh, yeah uh, in a reality where the early production of Leonardo da Vinci's flying machine designs started Earth's accelerated technological advancement, Earth uh, events parallel to World War II occur in outer space. Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos fight to protect Earth from the lizard men of the interplanetary Baton Empire and from Terran ter traitors led by Admiral Baron Strucker at the Battle of Space Station Midway. Uh, plot by Frederick, script by Glute, concept by Thomas. So there you go. So I, I would love to have been in that meeting. Roy sure. Thomas breaks in. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Listen, guys. You come up with I the plot. Don, you do the... You know, it's like, yeah, that would have been amazing. I, they, I bet they were really high. Or they were tripping balls or something. 79? Like yeah. They were yeah, definitely... cocaine, cocaine was involved. Uh, maybe uh, uh, issue 15 what if Nova had been four other people <laughs> I don't know yeah okay. okay I don't even yeah I mean that's supposing uh, you know who Nova Richard Ryder uh, instead of the random decision for Richard Ryder to become Nova the powers of Nova are transferred to a vengeful wife whose husband had been murdered a mm -hmm. kind homeless black man in a universe with no superheroes. Peter Parker in a world where the radioactive spider that bit him had crippled him and an unknown character with villainous personality. Wow, they were really... Uh, I'm, I'm going to find that I'm going to find that issue and I'm going to read the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, it does sound kind of fun. Tom, uh, there's your next verses. <laughs> number 16, what if Shang-Chi... Shang Chai, Shang Chi, how do you say it? Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, fought on the side of Fu Manchu Ooh. instead of against him. Man, it's kind of boring. Uh, what if Ghost Rider, Spider Woman, and Captain Marvel were villains? It's a uh, strange combination. Mm -hmm. What if Doctor Strange were a disciple of Dormammu? Ooh. Oh shit! Uh, Everyone dies. What if, if Spider Man had never become a crime fighter? Stayed a professional wrestler. Uh, what if the Avengers fought the Kree Skrull War without Rick Jones? <laughs> he was the savior of that. I he was. He yeah. He turned the tide. Uh, what if the Invisible Girl of the Fantastic Four had married the Submariner? <laughs> what what would they? What would we get them? What do you get them for a wedding present? Um, number twenty-two. What if <laughs> Doctor Doom had become a hero? Mm -hmm. uh what if the hulk had become a barbarian which he kind of did. he did yeah dr doom dr doom already thinks he is a hero this is true in his mind all the ones too yeah. uh what if gwen stacy had lived uh, issue 24 25 what if thor and the avengers fought the gods um Man, I don't know yeah, that. man. What if? Like Buddhist gods, like Buddha. Just <coughs> if they fought. What if Thor and the Avengers fought Jesus? <laughs> God is dead, and <laughs> Thor <laughs> killed him. Uh, what if Captain America had been elected president? 
President Captain America or Cap President Captain President President America. America. President America. President America. Isn't all presidents America? President America. <laughs> Depends on your point of view. Twenty-seven. What if Phoenix had not died? Mm, I that's that one. that's probably my that's definitely my top three favorite what ifs. Did John Byrne draw that? Oh, I don't think, I think so. I think he did. No, I thought it was a John Byrne wannabe. It's a John, it's a, if I remember correctly, it's not John Byrne, but it looks yeah. a lot like, John looks Byrne. a lot like John Byrne. But I don't, I kind of want John Byrne to have drawn that. Yeah, no, it was Jerry Bingham drew it, but it does. Jerry look Bingham in, in, in 14 year old Chris's brain, you did a hell of a job, sir. John Byrne, Jerry Bingham, JB. Oh, we have a conspiracy here. Could be. Maybe it was. Why? What what if John Byrne drew was, under the what, name of Jerry oh, Bingham? Jerry Bingham. What if Jerry Bingham wasn't real? <laughs> I hope Jerry Bingham isn't listening to this and he's like, I am real. <laughs> I just my art looked a lot like John Byrne. Tom, I just like John Byrne a lot. Why? Actually, we came along at the same time. We just drew a lot the same. I'm I'm a real human. I was actually first. I drew like that, and Byrne fucking stole it from me. God damn it! That's what Mm -hmm. Jerry. Um, twenty eight. What if Daredevil had become an agent of Shield? That's a good one. I remember that one. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's a great, great what if. Uh twenty it had a backup story. What if the ghostwriter had separated from Johnny Blaze? Mm -hmm. Twenty-nine, what if the Avengers defeated everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're getting a little weak here, guys. Yeah. So what if uh the Avengers defeated everyone? Everyone? The world, as uh, Norm would say, if they went to war with the world. The world. Um, 30, what if Spider-Man's clone had lived? Uh, didn't that actually happen eventually? Ben Riley? Yeah. yeah, right? Like he. Yeah. Uh, 31, what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk? Oh, that's a good one. 32, what if the Avengers had become pawns of Korvac? I don't know. I don't know what the implications are. I don't know what everyone dies. Everyone dies. Uh, 33. What if the Dazzler had become the Herald of Galactus? Dazzler. I remember that one. That's amazing. Cosmic, cosmic disco. Yes. Younger comic fans may just not realize what, what a big deal Dazzler was for a very small time in comics history. There's a, uh, there's a we talked about it before. There's a podcast called um, there's two uh, ladies who do it that is called um, is it an X Men? Oh yeah, name yeah, yeah. That's podcast. a fun that's a fun show. They do a great episode on the they kind of tear apart the Dazzler graphic novel and and just sort of <laughs> like why why does this why does this exist? Why does and this exist? So <laughs> insane. It's it's pretty funny if you're yeah if, it's a pretty good episode um love me some dazzler there's like okay there's a few more here we we'll, might as well finish this list uh number 34 what if humor issue so that's just sort of it was just the funny uh-huh. 
Yeah, Waha. Before it's, Waha. it's an early version of Waha. Yeah. 35, What If Electra Had Lived? I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, issue also includes What If Yellow Jacket Had Died? Uh, 36, What If the Fantastic Four Had Not Gained Their Superpowers? I don't know. Then Ben Grimm would not be so grumpy. Uh, 37, What If the Thing and the Beast Continued to Mutate? Well, the beast did, right? Didn't the yeah. beast the, had a second mutation that turned yeah. him purple? Um, 38, what if featuring Daredevil set in a possible future and Captain America? It doesn't really say. It's just three yeah. alternate futures, including a vision and Scarlet Witch tale. Only one diverges from a specific, specific point. The Captain America story. What if Sharon Carter had not died? Uh. 39, what if Thor battled Conan the Barbarian? He'd fucking destroy him. Conan the Barbarian's <laughs> just a dude with a sword. Um, number 40, what if Doctor Strange had not become master of the mystic arts? Um, 41, what if the Submariner had saved Atlantis from its destiny? And what's I don't know what is destiny. Of what's flight, destiny? Going, going away. Drowning? Drowning, um, yeah. Being destroyed. 42, what if the Invisible Girl had died in childbirth? That's a dark one. (laughs) That's a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. So it's like, yeah. 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 That's that's dark. That's dark. Uh, That is dark. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't expect that. Um, 43, what if Conan the Barbarian had strand, uh, was stranded in the 20th century? A lot of Conan the Barbarian. Conan's getting, like, yeah, yeah, Conan, that's, uh, well, you know, 1979, Conan is a very popular book at Marvel at that time. So, yeah, sure. I mean, this is like a snapshot of, of Marvel in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, the what a you know, what a daredevil love, honestly. I just want to go back to episode forty or issue forty-two synopsis. What if Susan Richard died in childbirth? Sue dies giving birth to Franklin, who is never. Oh, seen. okay. Not, 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 not her birth. Yeah, Franklin's yeah. birth. Yeah, uh, still dark. Reed takes his revenge on Anilis. Anilius and Anilius for delaying his return to his wife before she passed, killing himself and Anilius in his grief. Jesus, that's some dark shit, Marvel. What the hell? Why didn't we see that in the Disney? I want to see that happen in the Disney universe. Issue 44 What if Captain America were revived today? In 2000, well, it would have been 1983. Um, he would have uh, hated the music. Uh, number 45, what if the Hulk went berserk? Wasn't that kind of every issue of the Hulk? Um, 46, what if Spider-Man's Uncle Ben had lived? That's and a good one. 47, what if Loki had found the hammer of Thor? So that's volume one. Of there's like thirteen volumes of what if. Real well, yeah, it does. You know, it has stops been and starts and stops and starts. Yeah. The, and sometimes it's 
like four issues <laughs> sometimes well the first yeah the first volume mm. is 42 the second mm. then in 1988 there's there's a single issue then it runs again from 89 to 98 and that's oh that's uh, a long run yeah that's a real 70, long run 100 yeah 114 issues the second uh that's volume crazy long run i had no idea then volume three is only one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven, eight mm-hmm. issues. Volume yeah. four is only like eight, and volume five is like eight. Volume six is like ten. Yeah, the rest of the rest of them are pretty short comparison. Mm-hmm. But then it was like two, every it's like every few years, like every two or three years, you'd see you know a what another what if. But those what I always liked about it, they're all one shots. They're yeah. all one shots. But you need to have a little knowledge of mm. of what's going on in Marvel to really, you know, have interest in it. That's I think well, that's, that's not the draw. Exactly true. There is. I, I just happened. Just funny enough, mm-hmm. as you were saying that, I ran across Volume Two, issues thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, and thirty eight and thirty nine. Looks like it's no. It's all yeah. one big story. It's, one of five, two of five. Yeah, it's time quake. So it's a. It's Boy, like that sounds terrible. What if? Yeah, listen to some of the. A what if event? Yeah, it was a, a five issue. What if event? What if the Fantastic Five fought Doctor Doom and Anilius? What if Annihilus. the cosmos? Annihilus. 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 Annihilation. Annihilation. I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. Nilius and Nihilus. No, Nihilus. Stop. <laughs> You're going to get us saying it wrong soon. Uh, what if the Cosmic Avengers battled the Guardians of the Galaxy? What if Wolverine had been Lord of the Vampires during Inferno? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> they get very story-specific in, in that run. <laughs> what if Thor was a thrall of Seth? And what if the Watcher saved the universe? So those are the five mm-hmm. time quake issues. So there was an event. There was an event yeah. in what if at one point. And then so, there was a, yeah, there's so been a couple comics. of yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean there I always kind of looked at at what ifs as almost like a, an episode of the Twilight Zone. It was it was like self-contained, one, its own self-contained, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of you know, just you know, a oddity. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I don't know that I ever got into what if that much. I like to. Yeah, I mean, I never had like a fucking complete run of what if, but that was you. If what it was for a lot of people, I think was if if you read that story, if you read you know the the Phoenix Saga, or if you you know read the you know issue of Daredevil when Elektra died, if you read that and you saw the what if, that was one that you would pick up, you know, and yeah. if you didn't read the story that was associated with it it's like ah you know i you know i don't care about thor or whatever he just moved on it's great stuff all right folks last t- chance right here to call in live 312-967-6282 if if you don't if you don't have the opportunity to call in live you can also call that number mm-hmm. 312-967-6282 and leave us a voicemail and we'll possibly play it on the show we did have someone call last week uh from canada but then we also had someone trying to call in that didn't get through and left a voicemail but they just asked if we could call them back which (laughs) which we were not going to (laughs) do 
No, but you're more when than Sam, when Sal got to that the next day. Yeah. 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 You should have just called him and be like, hey, what's up, bud? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> How are you I'm doing? Yeah, if you if you want to call in, uh, now's the time. Nobody is calling. Come on, people. Somebody call. Just call. Just if you have we have nothing to talk about. Don't be afraid if you have nothing to say. And yet we've talked for a while. We've talked for over an hour now. I know. See, I told you we I told you we could do it. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not hard for us to mumble. Well, uh let's go ahead. Uh take care of of whatever. Oh, 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 oh. We have a call. Oh, oh boy. calling us. Oh, no. This call could be bad. Joe Galoon. To accept, press 1. Joe? It's Joe. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's happening, Joe? Live on a round count. <laughs> Turn down your radio. <laughs> Turn down your YouTube yeah. channel, Joe. Joe G here. First time, long time. I... I didn't think this would actually work. I'm sorry, man. We weren't we weren't sure. We weren't hundred percent sure either that it would work, but it did, evidently. So how are you, Joe? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Can't complain. Everybody seems another, happy. It's another Tuesday night. Yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. Even though all well, of our all of our baseball teams are now out yeah. of the playoffs. Baseball's so over. Well, yeah, but it, it frees up your evenings now when that happens. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, man, it's curling season. It's curling season now. All of, my, all of my wife's football teams are losing, so she's, you know. <laughs> How many does she cat. have? Uh, two or three. Two or three. <laughs> He's like Chris. She just keeps rooting for teams until well, she finds one yeah. that wins. <laughs> Actually, she's more like Tom in that she is a Packers fan. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it goes back to the days of Bart Starr. Mm. But she liked Brett Favre and she liked Aaron Rodgers, and you know, hey. So they're they're uh, they're they're, they're, they're trying. Go pack, go. You know, they're trying. Exactly. They're trying to rename a street here in Milwaukee downtown after Bart Starr. There's some some uh, controversy about it. So controversy because I should have. Huh. I may live behind the cheddar curtain. I, Doesn't say, mean that I understand mean you haven't it. Done it yet? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so right. Joe, where, Joe, where are you calling from? Uh, I actually live in West Virginia. West Virginia. Princeton, West Virginia. Yes, sir. So, well, uh, uh, do you ever not Virginia, West Virginia? Do you, West ever, <laughs> do you have a request? Do you, are you calling? <laughs> No, you just had to call. No, I know. No, I, no, I, now we know it works. So, yeah. We'll walk down memory lane in the What If comic series a lot. And good. Yeah. I loved it, uh, man. That was that was one of my favorites. I, I don't know if you remember. I, I typed in a while back when I started listening about that I am actually older than all of you. So uh, I remember good. all the stuff. Well, I'm glad uh, that we got to talk to you before you pass <laughs> before you pass <laughs> I, have, I have surgery next weekend so don't worry about it oh, geez, good luck good luck with that yeah, <laughs> yeah you know but uh no man uh i've been reading comics since i was a kid and you know mm-hmm. uh a little bit you know people say oh they're dc or oh they're marvel uh i was whatever i could get my hands on uh, my dad, we would go on a trip 
And my dad would give us at the time five bucks when comics were a dime. And then when they went up to 15, it became like 10 bucks. And we would go on a trip. He'd say, go buy comic books. I'd pull everything off a spinner rack in a drugstore or wherever until I could get five, 10 bucks worth of comics. And we took them in and everybody read them in the car. And I can remember doing that when I was like five or six years old. Yeah, I, I think I think Tom, Sal, and I are all kind of at the the tail end of this of the spinner rack convenient mart, mm-hmm. you know, comic books and and to that transfer yeah. into into the comic you know comic shops instead of convenient marts. So exactly. you know, and and then yeah. and then probably back before you, it was more like the um, a lot of the you know the pharmacies and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, drug drugstores, Seven Elevens, every mm-hmm. convenience store you could see. Yeah, I had I had a growing up there was two stores next to each other. One was a drugstore, one was a seven eleven, and they both had a spinner rack. Mm-hmm. And so they would carry different things sometimes. So it was kind of so Tom, Tom, what what was what seven eleven in Chicago? Um, Tom in Green Bay, what was the convenient mart that that you would go to? I didn't ever go to one. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, like that, no okay. for you. Sorry, there was no convenience. No quick. I mean, like no. Uh, was, there was no chain you know, that was no, like dominant. No QT or a come and go yeah. or something like that. No, this is pre. What, I mean, what? I mean, I got. I would get Farm comics fleet. that I would. Well, yeah, of course, but that I mean, not farmers' fleets. Fleet, fleet, fleet farm. farm. Blaine's fleet farm yeah, is a, yeah, a much larger experience than a convenience mart. I mean, so, Joe, 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 how about you? What was your what was your convenience store or drugstore that you that you bought comics at? Well, uh, the first one was here in uh, where my parents parents lived at Peterstown, West Virginia. Mm. There's just a little drugstore on Main Street. And you went in there, and for a quarter, you could get a hundred-page Batman comic for one quarter, which was my allowance for the week, <laughs> if I did my chores. Nice. And so, yeah. I wonder if you read those hundred pages a lot. 50, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, Batman in a zebra costume, Batman in a rainbow costume, Batman in a whatever <laughs> costume. <laughs> Just one of the other. They got to fill those hundred yeah. pages somehow. They got they need hey, uh, yeah. content yeah. per quarter. That's exactly right, and it was yeah. it was a, a quality workmanship when you're you know eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I was. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, Joe, thanks so much for calling. We really do appreciate it, and thanks for listening as always and joining joining us here. On yeah, appreciate the, it, bud. Live shows, so we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome, and, and yeah, I, I understand you're trying to get rid of me now. Okay. <laughs> no, we're we're my, trying to get rid of each other. We're going to this. Know how you people are, man. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot for doing That's this. Awesome. I do appreciate it, and it is entertaining. Um, all right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. All right, man. Y'all have a good evening. You too. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. There we go. It worked. Look at that. We there you go. Yeah, yeah. We weren't trying to get rid of you, Joe. It's just we need to finish up for the night because we're yeah. That, we do, we, we got to go to bed. It's getting right. late. Yeah. Um, 
I've been at a ballpark all day drinking beer and eating bad food. Oh, yeah. And you know, moment Watch of silence me. for the 2021 uh, Chicago White Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. 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 It is. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hope Springs well, eternal in have, a few months. At least I can spend the rest of my, you know, winter watching uh, a terrific organization like the Chicago Bears. Oh, I, I, gonna, <laughs> oh I thought you were going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. No, I was not going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> no. That'll, that'll be your boy watching them. All right. Well, hey, we want to thank uh, all the um, uh, patrons out there. Um, if you are a patron, you get all sorts of I'm loyal, content. Chris. In, like our in, Patreon, in, Patreon <laughs> subscribers. I'm loyal to my teams, unlike you. Fuck the Bulls. Fuck the Bulls. I, I don't... Yeah. What? They got yeah, Lonzo 20, Ball? Oh, don't give me sorry. All right, so um, uh, we have uh, all sorts of bonus content over at Patreon. You get some uh, Tom versus. You get uh, Sal on the Big Geek Show. You get me and Sal and maybe Tom at some point on ACTV maybe talking about see. the uh, the past week's uh, TV and movie entertainment. Um, yeah, blogs, newsletters, all sorts of stuff. It's uh, super easy to sign up for. Just go to patreon.com forward slash around comics. Around. Um, yeah, if you do that, we'll uh, give you a shout out on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, what else? Uh, a, emails. A, at, wait, wait, oh. wait, wait. I have someone to shout out. We got a new patron this week. I have to, uh, let me see here. Me, uh, Raj Patel, Mr. Patel, Raj Patel, thank you so much cool. for being a patron. We appreciate it. You signed up this week, so thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Raj. Uh, what else? If you want to email the show, you can do so at info at aroundcomics.com. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the business, right? I think so. I think that's, that's everything. Business, yeah. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook if you'd like. If you want to follow along with our uh, book of the month, you mm -hmm. can sign up to our Goodreads. We have a Goodreads uh, page and a Amazon book club. You can mm -hmm. find both of the links for those on aroundcomics.com under yeah, the two, two weeks, two weeks till the geezers, right? The geezers volume one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. There's links on the web, on the website. If you want to purchase that or read it online as well. Uh, on, it's on Hoopla. You can also get it on Amazon and Comixology. Uh, so all those links are on aroundcomics.com. There you go. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Other than that, uh, thanks to all the folks in the comments thread. Uh, thanks to Joe for calling in. That was super fun. And, uh, yeah, for, uh, three guys that really hadn't read much except for, uh, Tom and, uh, Fantastic Four, I think we did okay tonight. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we just got to find a list of comics to make fun of. Mm -hmm. We do have old comics to go through. Uh, and, and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. I, hopefully here I'll have. I, I've, I've been distracted with things, but hopefully I'll I'll get back on track reading stuff, watching yeah. stuff. I've already watched plenty of TV this week. Nice. Inspiration for ACTV. So, and I know Tom has got a new uh, Tom versus already in the can. I just got to publish that uh, probably tomorrow or Thursday. I have a, I think I have a big geek show episode coming out sometime this week. And yeah, so there you go. Oh, cool. yep. All right. That's great. We're almost done installing ice. So my life is going to get there you a go. little bit better. <laughs> Freezing water. All right. 
Uh, we will be back uh, with all that bonus content later this week. And then next Tuesday, back for our regular 8 p.m. Central Standard Time around comics episode that you're listening to right now. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around. Around. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Yeah.